Hello, and welcome to A New Angle. I'm your host, Justin Angle, Associate Professor of Marketing at the University of Montana College of Business. This podcast is my chance to speak with cool people doing awesome things in and around Missoula, Montana. We're interested in creativity and hustle, and the people we'll speak with here exude both of those in spades. Buckle up and let's go. Hello, and welcome back to A New Angle. Thanks for tuning in today. Today, we're going to shake things up and drop in an off-schedule episode coming to you on this Wednesday. And the reason we're we're doing that is to celebrate the success of the men's basketball team here at the University of Montana. I've had the great privilege and pleasure of having three members of that team in class as students over the last year, Jamar Ako, Bobby Moorhead, and Fabian Krislovich. And these three guys just sort of exemplify what a student athlete should be. They're, they're great representatives of their team, of the university, and really enjoyed having them in class and, and getting to see the success that they've had on the basketball court. So we're here on the eve of the Big Sky Tournament. The men's basketball team here has ripped through the Big Sky Conference regular season, and they're looking to cap off the season with a successful run in the Big Sky Conference Tournament. And... Um, you know, hopefully play past that uh, well into March in the NCAA tournament as well. And we talk about that in the podcast today. It's a short interview. I didn't want to interrupt their um, their practice schedule and take away from their studies and their practice. So anyway, we get into it. Um, three guys from the men's basketball team. We wish them luck. I'll get out of the way and turn you over to Jamar, Fabian, and Bobby. All right, so we're here today with uh, three standouts from the University of Montana men's basketball team. Fellas, thanks for coming on the podcast. Yes, sir. Thanks We've got much. Jamar Ako, Fabian Krislovich, and Bobby Moorhead. And so these guys are all standout players on the hoops team, but also uh, I had the pleasure of having them in principal's marketing class. They're students of the College of Business and standout students, um, fun to have in class, great contributors. So I'm going to feature you guys as the first students to appear on a new angle. Oh, it's well, exciting. Yeah. I say it's a big deal, but <laughs> yeah, the dozens of people listening are going to realize. Anyway, so um, let's just kind of go through. Jamar, so why Montana? Why University of Montana? You're a transfer student, right? Yes, from Cal State Fullerton. I took a visit here when I was in the transfer process, and I kind of fell in love with it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like what we had going on here as far as... Uh, you know, the, the level we're competing at. So that drew me in here. And then, you know, just the community. And, you know, Montana's a beautiful place. So all that just kind of brought me in. So when you say you fell in love with it, like what sorts of... Well, when I was on my visit, it was the springtime. You know, it's so like the flowers were starting to bloom. Okay. And, you know, it was, it was a little green, but a little cold at the same time. And, you know, I went out and I experienced some some wilderness, you know, the outdoors. Yeah. You know, I was, I was at one point, I was standing on top of a mountain, just like overlooking the, the town and... It just felt great. Yeah, a little different than Southern California. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and Fab, you're from Australia. Yeah. So that's an even longer trek. Yeah, exactly. It was a bit of a bit of a different process for me because I actually uh, committed here before the current coaching staff was here. Mm. But so I just had a connection through one of my coaches back home. Was good friends with one of the assistants at the time, and then he came over a couple of times, saw me play. I started talking to him, and he recruited me. And then also having a, a guy I knew here in the grade above, Jack. Uh, right, just, right. He just it was a, it was a good fit and uh, Jack Lopez. Jack Lopez. Yeah, yeah. he's another alum of our program. Mm-hmm, yeah, so I knew him from back home, and I was talking to him a lot, and he made it uh, just kind of reinforce the the belief that this was a good place for me. And then it was a bit of a turbulent time when the coaching changed over, and I was thinking, what am I going to do? What I do? But 
I think I had a little bit of communication with uh, Trav, the current coach, uh, and just, yeah, I was like, I'm going to stick it out and come here, and it's it's been an awesome uh, three and a half years. So the coaching transition happened after you had after committed, I, but I you were not a student yet. Was, yep. Oh, interesting. So it happened about, I think, I think it was like two or three months before I was supposed to come to campus. Okay. Oof. What's the pathway for like high school standout basketball players in Australia? Is there college ball there? Uh, is there? There's basically two options you have if you want to keep playing after high school. You can either try get on a professional contract with one of the teams at home or keep playing at that level, or you come. A lot of people like to come to the U.S. and play college basketball here. Okay. So I know a lot of guys who have taken that uh, this path, and yeah, it's been awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bobby, how did you find Montana? Well, you know, I started my basketball career a little later than most people. I started really playing in high school. Um, so I didn't really get very good until my senior year. Okay. And so and where I, was this? In Tacoma, Washington. Okay. So I kind of, um, I wasn't really on the AAU circuit like everybody else. I did play one summer and I got hurt. And then I didn't get recruited until my senior year of high school basketball. And Montana was one of the only main schools that was recruiting me, along with Portland State and a few other ones. Um, and then... You know, I just knew their winning history. I knew uh, they'd been top of the big sky. And then I just, you know, Travis, Coach Bone, Coach Cobb, a couple of the guys who aren't here anymore, um, they were honest with me on my visit. They weren't telling me lies that a lot of the co- other coaches, I feel like, were telling, you know. Uh, came on my visit to Missoula, and, you know, a lot different than I imagined Montana would be like, and I really liked it. I never saw myself living in Montana as a little kid. You just think it's a bunch of small towns with weird people, honestly. But it's, it's really not. I mean, Missoula's... Missoula's exceeded my expectations. It's been a great experience for me. Yeah, so I came here from the University of Washington in Seattle, mm-hmm. and even from that short distance, there was still like a, you're going to Montana? Yeah. What are you talking about? I know. Yeah, people don't realize how awesome it yeah. is here. It's, I can see myself living here one day when I'm done. Yeah, so, okay, so we are kind of rolling in the season, Big Sky Tournament coming up, mm-hmm. and hopefully bigger things after that. Um, you guys have had some awesome runs this season, um, in conference play, been dominating. Uh, let's take us back to you guys had a big win in Pittsburgh, mm-hmm. right? Early season was that early December? Second game of the year. That was early November. Yeah. November. November. Yeah. But on the road, Pittsburgh, that's a big, they're Big East, right? They're ACC, ACC now. ACC now. Yeah. Okay, yeah. showing my age there. <laughs> anyway, so that's a big win. Maybe talk us through through that. Yeah. You know, at the time, it, it really felt like a big win. Now the season's going on, and their season's not going so sure, well. It doesn't feel great. But, you know, at the time, I think that it was a big confidence builder for us because we had we had some new pieces. and So, I mean, just to go and beat any big school always feels great. Mm-hmm. So that was, you know, an exciting one for us. Uh, yeah, I think we've had a couple of really close games with some, some big schools, some other Power 5 conferences in the past. Like my freshman year, we played Cal really close when yeah. they were good. We should have won that game. And I think even my sophomore year, Gonzaga, Gonzaga they were ranked. Games. We very well could have won that game. So to finally get on the upper hand against one of those bigger schools, I think meant a lot. Uh, I know it meant a lot to all of our players and our coaches and just shows uh, taking a step forward like as a program, try, finally getting over that hump. So I know, I know everyone felt really good about that and kind of, yeah, it was, it was very big for to start our season off right. You know, these guys have been here for three, four years. You know, I'm just I'm, this is my first year with the team. I'm actually playing, and I've heard of the – close games they've had with these power five, you know, schools and these big teams, you know, so it felt good to, to finally get one, you know, it was our coach's first one. Mm-hmm. And so it felt really good. So what's that feel like when you guys, you know, well, maybe you don't know, you got a sense that you're good. 
you're knocking on the door, right? Losing the Gonzaga by by three, just chipping away, chipping away. But there is an enormous difference between dropping a game to a big school or, you know, losing to a big school by a point or two mm-hmm. and then finally getting that win. Yeah. Like, what? Did you know you could do it? Like, wow, what's what's yeah. in the mindset at that point? I mean, we always knew we could do it. We've always felt very confident going in those games. Yeah. It's always easier to get up for those games when you're playing these big schools. You know, you're really excited as opposed to sure. playing smaller schools sometimes. It's, it's always hard to just yeah. get super excited about it. So we're always amped for those big ones. Uh, but then just getting over that hump was just huge, you know. I mean, coming up short against Gonzaga, I mean, you look back at plays and we Absolutely. think that if we change one thing, that game is ours. And, you know, that kind of happened at UW this year. A couple mm-hmm. calls we feel didn't go our way, and we lose by three to UW at Washington. Yeah. Also, it's been a really awesome win, you know. And the conversation, it kind of changes, you know, once you've been there. You know, it's kind of like we've been here before. Like, we know what we have to do now. We have to get over the hump, you know. So you kind of learn how to win those games. Is that explicit? Like, do you guys discuss it, or is it just sort of in the in the team culture? It's it's, it's almost in the culture now. It's almost like an expectation that we're going to be in these games, you know, like – Travis doesn't really talk about them as if they're like this school that's just so much better than us. It's, yeah. it's like, what can we do to put ourselves in the position to win this game? Because we sh- should be playing with them. Like we just have talent, and Travis coaches us really well. So, yeah, I suppose it's sort of this balance between. I mean, you don't want to like create a boogeyman. Of, yeah. is, you know, this team is so dominant, so big, mm-hmm. and we're not on the same level as them. But at the same time, there is a a kind of a big miss to some of these schools that yeah. you guys are competing against. That I'd say, um, I say we just expect to compete. Yeah. Really, that's all it is. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, it's like that scene from Hoosiers, right, where they come in and they measure yeah. the, the hoop, oh, they yeah. measure the free throw line. Yeah. It's like this, it's five guys on five guys, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're about to enter the uh, Big Sky tournament. I mean, you guys, well, you rattled off, was it 11 straight, 13, 13 straight, 13 straight and dropped and one to Eastern Washington? Dropped, dropped uh, both games on the road last weekend. Yeah. So where's where's the team at now? What's the, How are the spirits? Great. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, we hadn't lost in a long time, so uh, I, a lot of people probably just didn't really know what to feel. I mean, right. it's been a while since we lost. Um, but surprisingly, everybody handled it well. Everybody was ready to get back to work this past week and knew that ultimately we control our destiny and what happens going forward. We can... We can control whether we win conference or not. So yeah, absolutely. It's not like we have to wait for somebody else to lose or somebody else to win for us, which is, you know, we're in the driver's seat, so it's really exciting for us. Um, so I think everybody's really optimistic going forward. Yeah, yeah it's true. We haven't, we haven't really been in a spot. Like, even my freshman year when we won it, uh, we were number one seed. We we went in this situation where we were in control of our own hands. We, I remember the last day of the year, we were, we were all watching uh, – Sac State was playing uh, NAU on the road and we we're all watching our screens because I think Sac State had the tiebreaker over us and we were just all hoping they'd lose. And So they lost that game and we had to just go beat Montana State to get the one seed. So we're not, even when we won it, we weren't even as, in as good a position as we are now. We were still relying on other teams up to the very last day, whereas now we got uh, three home games and uh, going ahead, if we, if we win them, there's no question we're going to be the number, number one team. So that's really a nice feeling to have. Now, when you're speaking of home games, like how, what what are the dynamics there? What is it like playing here versus other places? What's good about being and home? Routines. You get to yeah. stick to what you do, and you're more comfortable. You know, sleeping in your own bed. Yeah. You get to go to the gym whenever you want on a game day. You know, if you want to work out or lift or whatever it may be. Um, and on the road, you know, sometimes you can't get in the gym, or you know, you're in a hotel and you might not sleep well in a hotel. Oh, yeah. Or you have to cater to what the other teams. Yeah. The food is a little less yeah, stable. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. absolutely. A lot of different things that go on. And just, yeah. 
Although one thing I remember from road trips in college um, is that there there was an additional, perhaps a level of focus just because you were all together. You know, you weren't sleeping in your various apartments or dorms or whatever. So there were some things about road trips that could focus you. Yeah, that's true. But I think another thing I like being at home is, you know, you can, it's not just focused about basketball for four days straight. Yeah. You can wind off a little thing. It's not, doesn't, sometimes on the road, I feel like maybe just the pressure builds up and you just maybe a bit too tense about things. So it's another thing I like being about home is you can take your mind off a bit easier. You know, you just, yeah, as Jamal said, you sleep in your own bed and do whatever you stick to your routine, you know, mm-hmm. stick in the same framework that everyone has to, follow so yeah i think that's a one big thing that probably people don't think about when they think about a, a home, home court advantage you don't miss as much school yeah. as well yeah, yeah. <laughs> last that semester was, was pretty difficult yeah i remember having you guys in class four, last, last fall four weeks of yeah last semester, semester was brutal yeah like yeah last four weeks there's some classes we didn't get we to go to. The, didn't go until the final yeah yeah tough, and that's tough yeah. i mean so that's a nice transition into one thing i, I wanted to cover it's, it's challenging being a student athlete and you guys succeed, you know, you, you excel in the classroom and you're excelling in your sport. Can you talk a little bit about you know, your experience as a student athlete, how it's been easier or more difficult than you imagined in your time here? Yeah. I know for me, uh, it's actually been, I mean, it's about right where my expectations are. I knew classwork was going to get more difficult and, but I didn't expect the teachers, most of my teachers have worked with me pretty well. And, you know, and what we realized is if you get on it early and email them and even go see them, uh, a lot of the professors are going to be willing to work with you. Sure, you know? yeah. And, just, and if that helps, I mean, if a professor works with you, that changes pretty much everything. But if, if you have a professor who's not willing to work with you, it makes it extremely difficult when you're not in class to mm-hmm. be able to help yourself. With yeah, uh, one thing that I feel like to succeed as a student athlete in the classroom, you just got to be bit more disciplined in terms of getting on things early you know maybe uh talking to your classmates getting some notes that from class you missed and just sitting down for maybe an hour and try to go through the material that you missed by yourself so that's not always easy to do but i think that's what you have to do to succeed to do it because you can't just show up to class every day when you're missing one two three four weeks in a row mm-hmm. absolutely jamar any thoughts on that i think as i've gotten older you know every year has gotten easier you know, coming from my freshman year where you kind of don't know. You don't know, like, what, what it's like, you know, how to communicate with your professors. Right. Or, or, you know, what you have to get done before you leave for a road trip or whatever it may be. So I think as I've gotten older, you know, I've kind of learned, like, what steps to take and, you know, yeah. and how to just approach that. Yeah, and it would see. I mean, I know in the, in the marketing class we had together, there's a big group project at the mm-hmm. end of the semester and trying to, you know. I know as, as when I was a student athlete, like, being a part of a team was important. And so being a part of a student team was important. Yeah. I'm sure you guys take that mm-hmm. work seriously. Yeah. And how do you be a good teammate to your to your fellow students in the classroom while trying to manage your commitments to, to practice? And stuff? I kind of hope they just understand. I mean, cause, do they get it? Yeah. Yeah, because, you, know, you know, we have group meetings outside of class. And, you know, maybe it's during practice time and, or you have – something you're on the road or something yeah and you can't make it all the time and um you know some people understand some people don't and you just kind of hope that they do and you kind of you just do what you can you know if you you offer to help uh whatever you can do your part you know that's the main thing just making sure you do something do your part and offer try and contribute you know you can't be there yeah being in constant contact with them usually it's worked out in the past i haven't had a group where you know they've been too hard on me for missing you know just doing your part i think is huge yeah you've mentioned it a couple times bobby's communication 
right? And generally speaking, the, the more communication there is in the classroom with mm -hmm. students, with faculty, whatever, the better things mm -hmm. go. And, and you guys do a good job of kind of getting out in front of stuff. I know, Jamar, I remember you came to me with the schedule and like, end of September saying yeah. this is going to get rough in late October, late November, early December. And at that point, like the more we're aware, everybody can plan around yeah. that stuff. Yeah, that's something yeah. we preach, you know, on our team is communication. Yeah. You know, it can take you a long way. Yeah. yeah. Two years ago, without, right when I got on campus that summer, that was a trap called in a meeting for us and it was just a meeting on communication. It was like 10 minutes. And yeah. He said, if anybody ever emails you, texts you, you reply. And then if you ever need anything, yeah, so talk more about that. So communication sort of a fundamental value of the team. What other sorts of things are fundamental values that build this team? Respect goes along with communication. You know, it's just uh, being on time to things, mm -hmm. being early to even things. Uh, when you let your trainer know you're going to go in to get treatment, you be there on time. Or strength or weights, you know, when you're supposed to be there at noon, you'll be there at noon. Yeah. So just respecting the people who are putting their time into us as well as us into them, you know. So sure. Respect is a big thing for us. Respect, communication. Accountability. Accountability, those yeah. kind of all go together. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, at a certain point, it becomes, yeah, a culture almost where, you know, I don't know that we're quite there yet. Whereas, you know, you see some of these mid-major schools who are basically high majors like Gonzaga or Wichita State where this culture is just built in and it doesn't even really necessarily be discussed. You know, it's just something that you know. It's expected. You just, it's expected, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, that's something I think about a lot because culture is, it's, it's hard, it's murky, it's hard to kind of describe. Yeah. But, you know, when you're on a team that is committed to winning, you know, it's just part of the ether. And there's a fine line between that and, and, and other teams that, that aren't winning and you can't just attribute that to hard work. I mean, everybody's working hard, yeah. or at least they think they are. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? Have you been on teams where you thought you were working hard and then you didn't quite realize it until you've been on a team like the one you're on now or situations like that? I would, say, well, I, was gonna, I would say even last year. Just, okay. We were 16 and 16, I think. And you could just feel the difference in the way people are working this year. And just the, from the program top to bottom, it's just, it just feels different. I don't really know how to describe it, but... Yeah. Everybody's more bought in this year as opposed to last year. Yeah, how does that happen? Like, did that happen right from the get-go? Or what's funny is I was doing an interview and somebody asked me that, like, how are, like, how are we putting our egos aside and how are we, how is like everybody bought into what we're doing? And sure. I told the guy, I don't know. Like, I think it's something that just kind of you can't really force it. Like, either it's going to happen or it's not, and that's what makes teams special. Whether they can get guys to buy in or whether you know people don't, and I think we just have a group of guys that. You know, we're, we're unselfish and we care for each other. And I think that's the biggest thing is uh, just to who we are. And, you know, we we try to be the best people we can, you know, off the court, on the court, you know, in the community, whatever it may be. And so that would maybe speak to some of the importance of of that kind of breakthrough win early in the yeah. season, right? I mean, you, everybody starts the year optimistic, generally, but then getting a big notch in your belt early on, you know, can solidify mm -hmm. that culture. And, you know, what else I think we got – Another year older this year, so like our mm. core, I think five guys are all upperclassmen who have been juniors and seniors, yeah. who have been in, in Division One programs for at least three or four years. So, I think uh, we all we all know what what it takes to be successful. And I think this year more so than last year, we have guys who are holding setting standards for other guys, and I think even doing a better job of holding account holding people accountable. I know Jamal's been a big difference. Like last year, you know, he wasn't he was around the team a lot, but he didn't get to travel with us. He wasn't playing with us, but he was he was still being a leader in the locker room. But now that he's uh 
he's playing, he's with the team all the time, he's going to tell people when they screw up, he's going to tell people if they're not doing things the right way. And I think, yeah, he's, that's just one example of how uh, the culture's kind of changed and we're more as a group bought into doing the right things. And, cause, and then even when we stray from that, sometimes mm. we're going to gonna have guys who are going to pull us back in and put us on the right path. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's been really big, really big time this year. Yeah, so different roles in your in yeah. your culture. Our roles emerging. are very defined. I mm-hmm. think everybody knows, you know, what to expect from Fab, Bobby, or you know myself. You know, the other guys on our team they know that as well. And the people that you know, maybe don't have as big of a, as a, of a role, they understand what their role is, and they try to they try their best to uh, fulfill that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we got those last few regular season games, Big Sky Tournament, and uh, you know I don't want to put you guys too on the spot, but I'm sure you have ambitions to play you know well into March mm-hmm. and um, and what do you think I mean none of you guys have ever played in the NC2A tournament what was the last time Fab it was 2015 2013 13 made it. Yeah, yeah so great opportunity there we don't want to count chickens before they hatch a lot of wood to chop but um, what do you think about that opportunity for especially for a small school like us it doesn't really matter what our record is in conference as long as we win three in a row sure. in that conference tournament because we're not really going to get at large bid it just doesn't mm-hmm. really happen so, you know, just to prepare ourselves as best we can, and I'm looking forward to it, but we gotta, we got to handle our business and make sure everybody's ready. That's why you play every game of the season. You want to build, you want to get better. It's around March, this time of the season, it's when you'll be, be at your best so you can make a run of the tournament and play in that uh, in the NCAA tournament. Probably the biggest, I think it's the biggest sporting spectacle in the world, probably, I think, looking at TV deals and viewerships. It, it's yeah, actually, you add it all up over the whole month. It's yeah. pretty amazing. It's a it's a pretty <laughs> incredible it's incredible bit to watch and to be a part of it would be an absolutely uh, yeah as Bob said dream come true. So I've been close a couple times my freshman year and my sophomore year. I think lost in the championship by four get four points and three points and uh, yeah, yeah that really hurts and that was something I kind of expected. Uh, before uh, before coming here, I was like, we'll go to Montana. Like, you looked at the history, like, it's a, an NCAA tournament uh, appearance, but obviously it's not something that happens. It's a lot of hard work, and we've got a lot of, there's a lot of teams in this conference who all think that they uh, that they can uh, win and get, get that spot. So it's going to be a tough couple of weeks, but, yeah, we think we're, we've been preparing this for, for a long time, and we think uh, we think we can do it. Nice. Jamar, any thoughts on that? I have too much to say. Um, I just know it'd be a dream come true for me. Uh, this is the reason I came here to compete for a championship. And I'm blessed, you know, with this opportunity. Uh, you know, hopefully we just we'll do our best, you know, just to see what we can do in there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll see. Well, guys, I really appreciate your generosity of your time. This is a Friday afternoon, and you guys have practiced, so I don't want to make you late to that <laughs> for sure. But thanks so much for being committed to this university. You represent yourselves well. You represent all of us well. And uh, thanks and good luck. Appreciate it. Appreciate appreciate you having us. Thanks for listening to A New Angle. We really appreciate it. Remember that A New Angle was brought to you by CED, Consolidated Electrical Distributors. They're our first sponsor, and we can't thank them enough. Coming up next week, we have Mike Foote. Mike is a professional athlete in two sports that not many people know about. Mike really has to hustle to make a living doing what he loves, and we're going to talk about all of that. And if you enjoy this podcast, there are several ways you can support it. First, rate us on iTunes. Second, write a review. And third, please just tell your friends about it. For information on sponsorship opportunities, please visit our website, 
www.business.umt.edu slash a new angle. As we close, if you have any suggestions, comments, questions, insults, whatever, please email me at a new angle at umontana.edu. Help us spread the word and be sure to use the hashtag a new angle when you do. Thanks a lot and see you next time.